Losing the Light. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades. By Calchexis. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on League of Legends by Riot Games. Therefore, it is with solemnity of purpose that you, Luxana Crownguard, have been called to fulfill your oath of duty to the Radiant Council in the Forsaken Realm of Zon. If it were possible to kill a man with a look, the messenger from the Radiant would have combusted with such force that there would be nothing but a statue of white ash left behind. As it was, Lux had to keep herself from lunging out of her room and throttling the officious little man with her bare hands. I'm. Um, Lux licked her lips as she tried to rein in her temper along with the urge to hurl the messenger out of her window. Can you repeat that time frame for me, please? Jinx had left her room a week ago after breaking and entering and then explosively exiting the Crown Guard estate on the night of one of her mother's famous galas. It was a moment in time that Lux clutched close to her heart every single moment of every day afterward, and more importantly, she held on to the explicit promise of a second date coming up in the next week. "'You'll be leaving in two days,' the messenger repeated, placidly oblivious to his imminent demise by defenestration. "'The Radiant Council expects operations to take no less than a fortnight. Two days till she would leave, then at least two more for the travel time to Piltover and Zahn, even if she managed to accomplish whatever it was they wanted her to do in that miserable pit of chemicals and crime within a day or two, which was deeply unlikely.' She would almost certainly miss Jinx's return. Except the Radiant Council projected a fortnight for the span of the operation, and they were rarely wrong. Or at least when they were wrong, it was usually because something came up that caused the operation to take significantly longer than expected. "'The Radiant Council awaits you for briefing, Lady Crownguard,' the messenger finished before bowing himself away from Lux and what was nearly a violent and deeply disturbing murder scene. For the first time... Lux acquired a passing understanding of the bone-deep madness that existed in perpetuity within Jinx, the kind that put an uncontrollable twitch in her left eye and left her wondering if maybe, just maybe, blowing everything up for the sake of her own selfish desires would be worth it. Jinx had obviously answered that question for herself a long time ago. Blowing out of breath, Lux forced herself to calm down. There was still the possibility she could delay her deployment to Zon until the end of the week— and maybe after that Mother would fancy a cuppa with Jinx after wholeheartedly approving of their relationship. Lux bit down on her lip as she finished arming herself in her silver and white war gear. Of course, the call had to come now. Of course it did. The one time that Lux wanted something for herself, duty had to cut its way into her life and demand more of her, always more, always taking. That, Lux had long ago realized, was mostly what Demacia was about. Taking and taking and taking. Safety came at the expense of taking away the freedom of anyone deemed undesirable, not just mages, but anyone who threatened the bright and shiny rule of Demacia. Military might came from taking the futures of young men and women and feeding them into the relentless machine of war, however they wanted to term the action. Demacia was always taking, and before this, Lux had been happy to give. She'd given her childhood, her present, her everything. After all, she hadn't been using it. What else was she going to do with her life but serve the glory of king, country, and house crownguard? All of that was true, until she met Jinx, and suddenly everything that had a hold on her freedom felt claustrophobic. For house crownguard, 
Lux muttered as she pulled on her cuirass, vambraces, and pauldrons, and tightened the belt on her battle skirt. For the light. Damn the light. Lux stormed out of her room, slinging a cloak over herself as she did, and made her way to the stables to claim her horse. It was a long ride to the Temple of the Illuminators, and all Lux could do was hope that by the time she showed up there, the ride would have cleared her head a little. Seemingly in spite of her dour mood, the day was incredibly nice. The sun was out, a cool breeze was blowing down from the north, carrying the scent of snowfall and pine, and there were just enough clouds in the sky that the heat of the day was balanced by intermittent shade, and Lux grumbled out her annoyance as she trotted her steed through the countryside towards the temple, carrying a cloud of misery with her as she forced herself to keep moving forward. There was no use dwelling on the situation until she had all the information, even if it was probably as bad or worse than she hoped. That was, in Lux's experience, usually the outcome of hope. The Temple of the Illuminators was, like most Damasian temple structures, an edifice of stalwart stone and petrocyte. It towered mercilessly over the surrounding countryside like a judge's gavel, ready and able to hand down the cruelest sentences for the most meager of crimes. "'Lady Lux!' one of the guards saluted her, and Lux forced a smile onto her face. It felt thin and plattered on. "'Good afternoon,' Lux replied brightly, nodding to the guard as she dismounted. "'Can you take my mount, please? I have a meeting with the council, and I'd be very grateful.' The smile was starting to hurt. "'Of course, Lady Lux,' the guard nodded as he returned her false rictus with what looked like a genuine smile of his own. "'Thank you.' Lux chirped before turning on her heel and moving rapidly up the stairs, shedding the smile as fat as she could in the process. She had never felt less like smiling in her life, or at least that's how it felt today. Maybe she was starting to lose it. Lux pondered on whether or not insanity was contagious as she made her way through the high-arched stone halls of the temple. Contagious insanity was absurd, obviously, but then so was everything about Jinx. If there was someone capable of afflicting her manic cocktail of madness on others, then Lux reasoned that Jinx would be the likeliest candidate. Hold! Lux paused in front of the immense double doors that separated the Radiant Council from the temple at large, and the pair of heavily armored guards that flanked it and drew out her badge, as if they didn't know who she was. Luxana Crown Guard, Radiant Operative, I have been called and I answer. Lux recited the rote greeting and the guards eyed her carefully for a moment before nodding and standing down. "'You may enter,' one of them rumbled as they opened the way. "'How gracious of you!' Lux thought venomously. What she actually said was, "'Thanks!' Now that smile did hurt. The council chamber itself was larger than it had any right or need to be, and was shaped to look more like a court of law. The center of the room was dominated by an enormous, raised, semicircular set of pulpits, where the council members sat in judgment below a great crystal that shed soft golden light throughout the room. Only rarely were all the council actually present at any one time. That would have been overkill, but tradition dictated that at least three be present to deliver a burden to an operative, and those three sat in their pulpit seats, robed and hooded, so not even their own operatives could identify them in case of capture as Lux stepped into the semicircle. "'Crown guard!' one of the council members said. The voice was brittle, female, and old as the rune wars. "'Reporting as called,' Lux replied. Another councillor sat up straighter. 
and Lux wondered if he'd been dozing. Gods knew half the counselors were probably old enough to have been in short pants when Shirima first vanished. We have good news, he said in an impressively strong bass voice. One of our agents in Piltover intercepted a tip passed to the sheriff's personal communique regarding the fate of the missing security bypass from the investigation on the cult of Vespers. Lux swore she lost a lung keeping her expression straight at that, and given your previous experience, we felt that you were best suited to its retrieval. Oh, wherever did that troublesome thing end up? Lux asked, internally impressed with how calm her words came out given the proletariat revolution occurring in her guts. The three counselors shared a look before turning back to Lux. It's currently in the hands of a Zarnite criminal by the name of Redgren. He leads a prolific gang of violent reprobates called the Smiling Jacks. The female counselor pushed a thick folder forward. You'll find the relevant details in this dossier. Lux's legs nearly went out from under her in relief. So Jinx had sold it. Thank the gods. Jinx had mentioned the cult's interest in it, so she'd probably dumped it at the nearest black market so she wouldn't have to deal with it. In fact, Lux wouldn't have cared if Jinx had thrown it off a rooftop for real, so long as it meant that she wasn't being ordered to hunt down her date. That would have been embarrassing and problematic in a variety of ways. What is my purpose? Lux asked, forcing herself to remain present. Retrieval or removal? Lux secretly hoped it was the latter. If she was going to miss her date with Jinx, she'd at least like the leeway to take out her frustrations on a degenerate Zonite cyborg over it. We leave that to your discretion. Removal it would be. Operative Crown Guard. A final question, your honors? Lux replied, chewing her lip as she considered her words carefully. How uh, time-sensitive is this mission? The three counselors shared a slightly longer look between one another. When they turned back, the one who had remained silent thus far leaned forward on their elbows and spoke in a reedy, quavering voice. Do you have a more pressing engagement than removing a piece of incredibly dangerous hex technology from the hands of a murderous ganglord, operative crown guard? That would be a no to her next question, then, Lux surmised. Ah, uh, no. Lux replied, just clarifying the nature of the mission. She made a bow to hide the look of disappointment that she had failed to suppress. I'll prepare my gear and await my writ of travel, then. Is that all, your honors? It is, the female counselor said stiffly. You are dismissed. Go with honor. Lux straightened, cut a sharp salute, and turned on her heel to march out of the council chambers. So that was it. Her oath and duty were spoken for, and that meant that when Jinx arrived later in the week, she'd find nothing and no one waiting for her. Damn it all. The two-day wait for processing and travel papers was agonizing, and Lux had opted to spend it taking out her frustrations at her family's training hall. There were many such halls at the Crown Guard estate, and Lux chose the smallest and least frequented one for her purposes, all the better to not be walked in on. Damn it. Lux lunged, cut and sliced, tearing through another training dummy with a perfectly executed series of sword strokes. Damn it! Another one fell, this one in three pieces. Damn it! Lux had long since lost track of how long she'd been in the hall, but by the time exhaustion won out and left her collapsed against the back wall of the training chamber, over a dozen dummies were left scattered in various states of ruin around her. The training blade, her latest one, 
clattered from numb fingers as she curled up against her knees and buried her face in her hands. The edge of the blade was almost blunt now, and it joined the two others on the ground that she'd blunted more severely over the course of venting her rage, and Lux couldn't recall the last time she'd cried. But tomorrow she knew her recollection would be of today. Tears fell between fingers that were bloody from blisters and abraded skin, and her shoulders shook as she fumed impotently. This was it. Lux had no illusions about Jinx's state of mind. She was a mercurial creature in the extreme, and when she arrived, having come all the way to Demacia, pushing her luck and risking life and limb only to find that Lux had stood her up, she might never give Lux another chance, and Lux wouldn't even blame her. It's not fair, Lux sobbed quietly. Everything hurt. Her hands burned from torn skin and the salt of her tears. Her eyes hurt from trying and failing to keep her tears in. Worst of all was her heart. Her chest ached because all she wanted was to see Jinx to explain herself and to hold on to her one more time. Lady Lux? Lux jerked in place and quickly moved to wipe at her face, but all she managed was to leave dirty, bloody smears on her cheeks. Sithria? Lux looked up from where she was curled up. Cythria of First Shield stood sheepishly in the doorway of the training hall. Her helm was tucked beneath her arm, leaving her warm, oaky brown hair to fall in generous curls and waves around her armored shoulders, and there was something soft and worried in her eyes. Well, at least it wasn't pity. The door clicked quietly closed behind Cythria as she stepped inside and wrinkled her nose. It smelled of sweat, blood, and rage in here. And Lux couldn't pretend otherwise, so she didn't bother. This, this isn't really a good time, Lux said hoarsely. Her throat was raw and sore from screaming out her anger. I'm aware, Scythia replied gently. The servants called for your brother, but he's in the middle of a training skirmish. So I told them I'd come check on you. Lux, you're scaring them. No one's ever seen you like this. No one but Jinx. I'm sorry, Lux said. I just, things got out of hand, and I'm coming to terms with something I don't like. Cythria stepped gingerly between the annihilated practice dummies and discarded weapons in movements that were surprisingly dainty for someone wearing full plate, until she was by Lux's side. Slowly, she sank down next to Lux, putting her helm down beside her with a quiet clink of metal on stone, and said, Can I ask what's wrong? Lux wiped at her face again, brushing sweat-stained locks of blonde hair from her face as she sniffled miserably. I was called to duty by the Radiant Council, Lux said quietly. A great honor, Cythria replied. Lux nodded, her mouth twisting into a bitter smile. I'll be gone for probably a month, and I know it's selfish, but... Cythria put a hand out to rest on Lux's shoulder. What happened? I met someone, Lux muttered. Cythria's eyes widened, then her face bloomed into a happy smile. Lux, that's fantastic, she said cheerfully. What's she like? Is she local? Lux shook her head and briefly considered brushing Cythria off, but dismissed that notion out of hand a moment later. There was no getting out of this without some kind of explanation, so instead she set about carefully trying to arrange in her mind how she was going to tell it. We 
We met months ago and went on a, a date, Luck started. A good one, I guess, Cythria said coyly. You just smiled. Lux chuckled. It was... Yes, it was so much fun. More fun than I've had in a long time. I'm so happy for you, Cythria said, squeezing her shoulder gently. She's pretty, Sith. Just really pretty. Lux laughed. She's got these bright eyes like springberries, you know, and, and her laugh and just these dimples. Wow, you're really smitten, Cythria said. Her smile was broad and warm as she sidled closer and swung an arm over Lux's shoulder. So what's wrong? Lux's smile faded. We haven't been able to go out again because of how busy we both are, Lux continued. But we were finally going to be able to go on a second date, except... Oh, Lux, I'm so sorry. Cythria's face fell. And you can't reschedule? I don't have a good way to contact her. Lux replied bitterly. So she's going to show up and I'll have already left and they won't be able to tell her why I'm gone. I'll have just stood her up. Cythria rubbed gentle circles over Lux's back, her strong hand pressing through Lux's training leathers. She's amazing, Sith, Lux sobbed. The tears were back and Lux hated it. She's brilliant and fun and she's, she's always smiling and she makes me laugh and... We just miss her so much. And then what little control she still had was gone, and the sobs became shoulder-racking cries as she turned and buried her face against the stiff leather where Cythria's gorget would have rested when her helmet was sealed on. It's okay. Shh. Cythria cooed as she wrapped her arms around Lux and held her steady. Things will work out, okay? I promise. You'll figure things out. You always do. I don't know how to figure this out, Lux cried through a throat that was tight with apprehension and panic. Does she feel the same way about you that you do about her? Cythria asked, and Lux hiccuped through another sob. Did she? That was a question that Lux didn't know how to answer. Jinx felt something for her, Lux was positive of that, but she had no idea how to categorize it. Jinx wasn't someone to whom categories applied with any sort of finesse. The one thing Lux was certain of was that Jinx had a kind of obsession with her. That was the only way to describe what would drive someone to do the things she'd done, especially in the short time they'd known each other. Regardless, whatever Jinx had done had cut straight through every sliver of logic Lux had, and every barrier she'd ever erected and landed that gun-toting lunatic squarely in the center of Lux's heart and mind. But she hoped. Oh, how she hoped. I think so, Lux said, finally. Then I already know what you'll do, Cythria said calmly. You're going to do your duty, and then you're going to find this girl. She grasped Lux's shoulder firmly. You're going to find her, and you're going to do whatever it takes to make up for that missed date, and you'll do it because you're a crown guard. And that means there isn't a single bone in your body that knows how to give up. Lux sat up, wiping at her face again with her sleeves, not caring how the blood and dirt stained the white shades of her uniform, and finally she smiled. You're a good girl, Lux, Cythria continued, patting her shoulder, and I know that when the time comes, you'll do whatever you have to to make this girl of yours happy. 
Swallowing past the lump in her throat, Lux smiled at Cythria, and finally, the smile didn't hurt. She was right. This was only the end if Lux let it be the end. Once she had washed her hands of this whole bypass mess, Lux swore to herself that if Jinx wasn't here, she'd go back to Piltover and do whatever it took to find her. She'd wait for Jinx to pull another heist if she had to, or just hunt her down in the streets if that's what it took. Whatever she had to do, she would do, so long as it meant that, at the end of it all, she could fall at Jinx's feet and beg for another chance. Or maybe Jinx would just break into a room again and render all of her agonizing meaningless. Honestly, it was even odds with that woman. Thank you, Lux said softly as she forced herself to sit up. Gods, but her whole body ached. Any time, Cythria said, ruffling Lux's gold hair as she plucked her helm up and stood. Now I'd better get back to the skirmish grounds, or your brother will have me doing laps till the runes wake up. He'll do no such thing if I have anything to say about it, Lux replied cheekily as she wobbled to her feet. Cythria put a hand on Lux's shoulder again, gave her one more encouraging smile, squeezed, then nodded before turning and marching out of the training hall. Feeling markedly better about everything, Lux began the arduous task of cleaning up after herself. She'd made this mess, and now she had to deal with it, and that applied to everything. Jinx might be disappointed this week, but Lux swore she'd make it up to her. Somehow. First, though, she had a Zonite to kill. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.